Wait a minute, I hear something. Welcome back to Dr. Movie, your favorite podcast from behind the steering wheel. And as you can hear, I'm burning up the roads as we speak. Um, really enjoying this uh, this trip into uh, all of the aquatic slash Jaws knockoff movies. And you can't even have this conversation without bringing up this movie. Um... Uh, from New World Pictures, which kind of says it all, right? You know you're going to get exploitation at its finest when it's New World Cinema. And uh, we have Piranha from 1978. Um, I think this is the first Jaws ripoff. When I saw the trailer as a kid, I knew it was a Jaws ripoff. So even at the age of eight years old, <laughs> I knew that, wait a minute, this looks a lot like the stuff that's in Jaws, but it's different. So uh, you couldn't even fool an eight-year-old kid at the time that uh, that's what this is. So, uh, but anyways, it stands on its own, folks. Uh, yes, it's a total ripoff, but at the same time, pretty dang awesome. Like I said, 1978, it's considered a horror slash B movie. Uh, that's the first time I've seen that actually in one of these titles is it, it's a B movie. Uh, directed by the great Joe Dante. I mean, what can you say, right? I mean, the, the, the howling, anyway, come on. How, how do you, how do you beat the howling, right? Um, I don't know if we'll do the sequel or not. Who, you know, if you want me to, let me know. Uh, part two's its its own thing as well, by some unknown actor. I don't even know the guy's name. I'm just kidding, actually. But um, it was the start of a brilliant career, obviously. But yeah, this gets a 5.9 out of 10. The synopsis is: when thousands of military hybrid piranhas are accidentally released into a river that a children's holiday camp uses. <laughs> the race is on to get downstream before the flesh-eating fish do. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's that's everything that's in this movie. This came out July 3rd in 78, so right for the 4th of July. Talk about causing some panic. That's some perfect timing right there. Again, you can't, you can't diss New World Cinema from not knowing what they're doing, right? Uh, why to watch? Three words, folks. Vicious, scary, and exciting. Exciting? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Let's see. It's funny. Uh, it parades the terrific cast of veteran character actors across the screen. It's just plain entertainment. And it just plain entertains. Sorry. Um, yeah, absolutely. That That's one strong thing about this is you've got this kind of iconic cast as far as all of your side characters, all your uh, extras that are thrown in there, right? Says, cheap and effective with little conscience made to plausibility. The dialogue is savory 
and the and the, the pace is fast. Yeah, I mean this movie does not waste a second of time, and that's really one thing I wanted to talk about when we get into this is, again, we we are so strung out on dialogue now, and and I, I always want to go back and point it to uh, Quentin Tarantino, because he kind of brought that to the to the forefront uh, with the flicks he was doing. Nothing wrong with that, if your story requires that, but it seems like everything now we have to over explain and over-dialogue things. Uh, I'll go ahead and say it. At the beginning of this movie, you got a couple that's walking, and you don't know where they are, what they're doing. They just walk up and they go, I think it's around here somewhere. It can't be too far. And that's all you need to know, you know? And they, they find this military-based, it's a, a, a blocked-off, locked-up base you don't have the slightest reasons of why they're going there, what they're doing, nothing. And it doesn't matter because they're on the screen for maybe five minutes. But that's the brilliance of, I don't care who these people are. I don't care if they, you know, obviously they're a couple, so I don't need dialogue to let me know that they really like each other. Obviously they got backpacks, so I know that they're just kind of traveling around. We don't know that they're looking for this place because of something that's wrong that's happening at the place. It's just, here it is, let's get in. This probably wasn't a good idea. And that's all you need, folks, and that's what I like about this. I kind of miss that in movies. Um, as far as our cast, what can you say, right? I mean, uh, we got Heather, uh, Heather Menzies in this. I mean, she's from, gosh, all the way back to Sound of Music. Pretty much every TV series you can think of, she was on back in the day. Uh, all of your Robert Urich, you know, Urich shows, which kind of makes sense, right? Um, she was in, I mean, the Logan's Run series. I mean, she was just all over the place, right? We got Dick Miller. Come on. I mean, of course, you know, it's Joe Dante, right? It's New World Cinema. So you know you're going to get a dose of Dick Miller. You're going to get a dose of Dick. And no matter what it is, uh, that's pretty funny. Uh, <laughs> uh, Kevin McCarthy, come on, it's Kevin McCarthy, the original, you know, uh, Invasion of the Body Snatchers to my one of my personal favorites, UHF. Uh, I mean, the guys in everything back then, right? Let's see who else we got here. Uh, Keenan Wynn, right? This guy's been in a bajillion movies as well. From the, a lot of Disney stuff, the Herbie movies, Absent-Minded Professor, uh, I mean, lots of westerns, Point Blank from 67. I mean, the, the guy was just, he's one of those guys when you see him, it's like, oh yeah, I know. Barbara Steele's in this from, you know, all your classic Italian horror flicks, Black Sunday and uh, she was in Shivers that I covered not too long ago, and I mean, come on, this is it, it, it's it's got a massive cast, folks. That's just hitting the high notes, right? Uh, but yeah, let's get into this one. I talked about the beginning. The couple goes into this military camp that's kind of blocked off. They decide to go swimming in this tank, and guess what? There's something in the water. And uh, being that the movie is named Piranha. 
I kind of think you understand what was in the water. <laughs> and uh, that gets the ball rolling. We got uh, Heather Menzies at that point is looking for lost people, right? This is like, you know, two or three weeks later. She drives out to this area close to a river and she's asking the locals about, hey, have you seen this couple? Because they're missing. And she runs into, uh, who's our main guy in this? Is it, is it Richard or Lightman? Uh, I think so. He was also in Switchblade Sisters. And uh, he's like, look, I'm out here. I live by myself. Kind of a, you know, kind of a loner. He's a kind of an alcoholic. Wants to be left alone. He thinks she's accusing him of killing the kids or whatever and he don't want to have nothing to do with it but she convinces him to because uh, he talks about something about the military base or whatever and she convinces him that he's going to go with her and show her where this place is so she can go investigate because she don't know where it's at so they make the road trip they get there and they realize that they start snooping around inside of there and they find all the clothes and the backpacks and everything left over of these people back in this uh, kind of a lab kind of room, you know, laboratory. And, uh, or in America we say laboratory. Uh, or in the South we say laboratory. We, uh, and while they're in there, here's a weird little thing that has nothing to do with anything else in the movie. It's really kind of out of place, but there's this little stop motion it's like, I don't know if it's a little shark, but it's got human feet and it's running around on the tabletop. And it's just like, what's the point of this? I don't really know. And it's, you know, he's got all, there's all kinds of little weird experiments in these jars, right? And they go in there and they're like, she's like, look, I, I think they went swimming out here because she finds the, a locket that's out there beside it. So she wants to drain the, the pool that they went and swam in. And she hits the switch, and Kevin McCarthy comes out of nowhere, and he works there at the lab. And he's like, what are you doing? And they get in a big fight, and they knock him out. And they drain the pond. They find, like, some bones of, like, a dog or something down there. But obviously, you know, something was in that water. Well, the problem is, is when they hit that switch and they drained it, it drained all the water and everything in it into the local river. And, uh... Come to find out, we learn as we go along because they, they end up kidnapping Kevin McCarthy and taking him with them so they can get some answers. But uh, he tells them, hey, you just released a, a group or hundreds of piranha that had been uh, genetically infused with other creatures to make them super killer machines for a program that was called Operation Razor Teeth. This was supposed to have been used back in the Vietnam War, and they were gonna take these fish, take them to Vietnam, put them in the rivers and stuff, and use it as a tactic to uh, kill off the enemy, I guess. So, you know, you kinda have that backstory of why we have it, which is, you know, it works, okay. You know, government's done crazier things uh, than mutating uh, piranha, and you crossbreed them with uh, salmon so they'll swim upstream, and that's where they get their food source. And that's what's going on here. 
and they are heading upstream and chewing up everything in their path all the way up to the uh, the, the children's summer camp <laughs> and you get the backstory where our main character uh, David that's hanging out with with uh, our investigator his daughter is at this camp at this time and luckily for her she don't want to learn how to swim she doesn't want to get in the water and she's the only really smart one of the bunch we spent a lot of time at the camp and the camp oh i forgot to mention the great paul bartell is in this as the camp counselor or the camp manager i don't know what you call him the head of the camp he's he's awesome i mean he's you know what a joy no matter what movie he's in right always fantastic and a mainstay in New World Cinema, for sure. But uh, by the time that uh, our team gets upstream, uh, a lot of chaos has happened. We've had people had their legs chewed off down to the bone. We had a, a father and son get tipped over in a canoe, and the boy gets on top of the flipped over capsized canoe while the dad is eaten alive. Kevin McCarthy, for some strange reason, uh, sees the boy in, in the boat or on top of the boat and he swims out to him just so he can hand him over to the people to our, to our heroes who've made a who's got a homemade raft right it's the old Gilligan's Island type raft and uh, where it's just tied together by string it's a bunch of you know straight posts and uh, they pull Kevin McCarthy out of the water but he's bleeding really bad and the piranha can smell the blood and they start chewing the ropes holding all the uh, the posts together for the raft and they end up just throwing Kevin McCarthy off because that's why they were eating the ropes and it saves some of the raft, not a lot. But it gets down to where it's not much left and they make a jump from the raft over to the land, then they're on foot from there. And at the same time, Dick Miller's opening a new, I don't know, beach resort which is not far from the the children's camp right so after the piranha do their thing at the camp they head towards the resort and that's where the majority of the chaos happens and it's just awesome it really is i mean again this is one of those things that we see in these other jaws ripoffs mainly the last shark and stuff where they're having a big kind of resort kind of convention and the shark shows up and starts chewing up people. You kind of have to say they probably took that idea from this. And uh, we'll play Last Shark because this scene in, in Piranha is just classic, right? And I love the fact that after it's all said and done, they got the beach laid out and they've got <laughs> bodies just sprawled out everywhere and medics just running from one to the other. I mean, there's you know several hundred bodies laying on this beach that are all mangled from, from these piranha. And uh, the ending of it is kind of odd as far as how they get rid of all the piranha, where uh, there's a another part, it's like another kind of water treatment system and some kind of poisonous gases or something that are in the inside of there so our main character david decides to dive down there and open up this valve draw all the fish in there and they get exposed to this poison and it takes all the oxygen out of the water and 
and kills all the fish, right? That's the plan. And it's a neat scene. It's just the only part I'm kind of like, eh, I don't know if you could get all the piranha to head to this one thing. I mean, they do kind of school together. And he's down there fighting, turning this big, uh, this big nozzle, I guess, this, this in, to open up this valve. And the piranha are chewing away on him. And he's got uh, our main investigator lady, uh, Maggie, in a boat on top of the water. And, she, and, he, and he's tied to the boat. And when she, when she counts to 100, she's supposed to just take off and pull him because that's as long as he can hold his breath and he needs to get out of the gases too. So they kind of plan that out. And it, it's a really cool scene. It's just that thing of, the, you know, what's really going to draw all these fish there if you're back in this other area. So just one of those convenience things, right? But, yeah, you've got the military there. They're all involved, and they're trying to cover all this up. And, you know, so you get all that backstory too. And, you know, they supposedly save the day till part two comes out, right? And that's pretty much Piranha, folks. Uh, one of the best Jaws ripoffs that there is. Uh, definitely a short budget, low budget movie, but you get every penny's worth out of it. And I think uh, it's just a cla- it's a classic, folks. It really is. Look at all the the reboot that we had, right, in the two thousands, right? Which I don't know may cover those two. Those are a lot of fun, right? They those movies knew what they were, and I appreciate that. They were having fun with those. And, uh, but yeah, you can't go wrong with the original Piranha from 1978. Highly recommend it. Four out of five. Great, great fun movie. Moves really fast. There's really no downtime. Uh, this is, it's a, it's a classic, folks. It's a classic. So with that being said, I'm going to move on to whatever's next. And, uh, folks, hope you enjoyed this one. Let me know if you got other recommendations and we will... Check you later.